Welcome back to Bringing Down the House, a podcast of Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity. I am Allie Parrish, Executive Director of Iowa Heartland Habitat. And today, on Episode 8 of Season 2, Building Community, Jacqueline and I will be featuring our partnerships with Prairie Lakes and Orchard Hill Churches. Churches were foundational in getting Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity started 31 years ago, and churches remain some of our most important and strongest partners today. Stay tuned to learn more, and please join our local mission by volunteering your time or making a financial or materials donation. More information can be found on our website at webuildhabitat.org or by following Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bringing Down the House. I am Ja'Kalen Madison, joined alongside my wonderful, beautiful, talented co-host, the Executive Director of Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity, Miss Ali Parrish. <laughs> What's woo, up? Woo, 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 what woo, is woo. up? I mean, uh, outside of your blood pressure, nothing else. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Allie. So sad. Allie came it's into so the studio sad. so flustered. Oh. <laughs> She was. She's like, the traffic, this, construction. Oh, my God. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me at all. Not at all. No, of course not. And your your lovely mother is listening going, that yeah, sounds exactly that's like her my daughter. And more my husband. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's 100% it. That's and 100% st- it. And my staff. Yeah, well, yes. And your staff. And my as, staff. Yes. And the staff as well. The staff 100 But they all love you. Oh, well, let's hope. And they love you and I love you. And I also have to just say, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Allie, apparently, though, she finds solace and comfort mm-hmm. of um, thinking about me in the shower. Uh, you know. <laughs> and yet your husband in the air just went, excuse me? Yeah, like, ex- what? Oh, you you want to run that by me again, Captain? Oh, no, so did, did my daughter. <laughs> Because in one of our last episodes of of the podcast, I was saying how I put on concerts in the shower. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny that, because, and Allie's just like, you know, I've been thinking about you in the shower and these these concert showers you've been doing. And I go, honestly, Allie, it's kind of funny you bring that up because I also was just thinking about you while I was taking a shower. Because, no, but guys, I put on the best concert I mean, seriously, like I should have sold tickets. Oh, it was, I would have bought tickets. I mean, to that seriously show. though, my bathroom's <laughs> not that big, so I mean, we've had to have like multiple showings. Obviously, I mean, more like listenings. Let's just be clear. <laughs> like, I think it would have been a listening rather than I a show. I have a really nice shower curtain. I'd like to show that off too. I have a double vanity sink. Like it's a nice setup. But I tell them what you were doing. Well, I mean, I had a little Tina Turner, <laughs> you know, a little proud Mary. Ooh. Right? That's what I'm saying. Oh. So I was like, left a good job in the city. <laughs> now that's all I can sing, or then we're gonna get like copyright sued. Um, don't do that. No, we don't. We can't do that. So I love a, it. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, it does make me happy to think about these performances. <laughs> I mean, they are they are a treat, ladies and gentlemen. They are a treat. I and I think it. we'll have to, I mean, I think what we'll have to do one day is we'll just have to have a, uh, a like, a, a, a special access. Yes. For bringing down the house. Yes. Featured in Ja'Kalen's bathroom. I, I mean, you know, weirder things have happened. <laughs> they really 
and they do, especially if in I'm our involved. lives. So <laughs> I think true. you know we work for nonprofits. What are we thinking? Here? <laughs> we do work for nonprofits. I don't think your shower show is the strangest thing that we'll do. It is not. <laughs> you know, but it's any for any future donor that is going to donate to either of our organizations. They are probably reconsidering a lot I, of things probably, right now. It's most fine. likely, yes. It's fine. You know, the, ladies, gentlemen, a lot of things change, but also a lot of things stay constant in our lives. And one of those things that stay constant is our mission moment. And so let's take a listen to that right now, shall we? So something cool happened recently. Uh, We recently had our fundraising breakfast, our fall fundraiser, the Builder Circle Breakfast. And one of the folks that came to the breakfast is a good friend of mine. And afterwards, he must have gone home and shared with his children the experience of the Builder Circle Breakfast and what, what he was inspired by and told stories from the breakfast. And I got a text from his wife this morning that the kids were so inspired by what he said that they decided that they wanted to put on a bake sale to raise money for Habitat for Humanity, and they're doing so this afternoon. So um, it was just really heartwarming to see how the ripple effects of of something like a Builder Circle breakfast, which you know, doesn't sound too inspiring just by itself, but um, the ripple effects and how it really does touch people's lives and even the little kiddos in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, our own Allie Parrish in her mission <laughs> moment. You sounded good, Allie. Thanks, Jacqueline. Thanks uh, so much. <laughs> I really I appreciate that validation so yeah, We much. all need it. Yes. Lord knows I need it more than anyone. But first off, I, would, first off, I just want to say kudos to you and the entire staff for an outstanding Builder Circle breakfast. Thank you. And thank you to you, too. Oh. You do an amazing job. Yeah, I, I, I just said a few words. I mean, it was... <laughs> it was I had I had the easiest job out of everyone, honestly. But it's one of those things where you get to see the, the pathos of this organization, and you get to see the why. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always love about it, to, to see a homeowner, to see what they have turned uh, their, their lives into. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how this home, excuse me, how this home has changed their lives yeah. is outstanding. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that. And so it was, I, I always love just being a part of it and, and seeing it, and I, I love that there's now this bake sale I that know. is going on. I mean, I love the rip effect that it creates i do too because you know sometimes you go into it and you think you know that's what the hope is Mm -hmm. is that the the stories of the families that we get to work with do inspire and and because they are inspiring and and transformational like you said and um so to know that that somehow that got to those kids and those kids felt inspired and now they're they're doing this bake sale so cool yeah i told her it made my day and it absolutely did so yeah (sighs) Yeah, I love, stuff I like love that. it too. Gotta love big sales. I mean, what do you think they're selling at the big sales? I don't know. Maybe we should go check it out. I can we please? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I have a meeting after this, but it's fine. Okay. We can, we can figure mean, it out. We'll find them. Do you think they'll have uh, chocolate at this I, big sale? I mean, they darn well better. Like, <laughs> Because we know how important that is to you. <laughs> we do. We do. We do know how important chocolate is to me. And you know who else knows how important uh, how important chocolate is to me? Our guest today. Wow. I know, you right? You told her about that? No, I didn't tell her about she it. She just knew. She actually listens to our podcast, Allie. Nice. <laughs> it's more than just our families and the people we bribe. <laughs> she actually willingly listened to this. And nice. So, so when she came in today, she goes, I'm happy that you got your chocolate. See? And I was yes. like, oh my gosh, yes. thank you. <laughs> we are all all worried about you I, and your chocolate. Well, I was going to say, people are worried about me, but <laughs> it's for far different things than the chocolate. I'll tell you about that. Uh, 
Uh, no, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it gives me so much uh, uh, honor and a, a big pleasure to welcome our guest today to the podcast. She is the missions coordinator at Prairie Lakes Church. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the lovely Hillary Cornelius to the podcast. Hey guys, thanks Hi. so much for having me. Yay! Hey. How so excited doing, that you're here. Yeah. yeah. Now, this is your first time on a podcast, right? It is. So I'm a little nervous. Oh, oh my goodness. Don't be. Have you listened to us go back and forth <laughs> the past seven minutes? Like, there's nothing to be nervous about at all. We're excited to have you. We are. Thank we are. you. So, Hillary, uh, first off, you've been with Prairie Lake Church for three and a half years? Yep. Where? I've been on staff as the missions coordinator for three and a half years. Okay. Um, but have been doing um, missions work for, gosh, over two decades now. Oh, wow. so. you don't Damn seem it. old enough. To I was going to say, thank you. ladies really? and gentlemen, I need to figure out her skin routine. <laughs> she was doing bake sales at two. You I know, mean, and that was her first. <laughs> Seriously, like, there's no way that she. I mean, there's no way that you. You're no more than 25. I, re- <laughs> I, re- I refuse. I refuse to believe it. Just saying. Uh, but no. First off, tell us what is a missions coordinator, or you know, what is yeah. your just title? Yeah, I oversee um, all of our missions, initiatives, partnerships, and missionaries for all seven of our campuses with local, domestic, and global missions. Cool. That's awesome. I I know. I love this series. I've said this before, but the partnership series that we're in right now. But when I I was really excited about this particular episode, because foundational to Habitat, you know, has been this this church partnership and really what helped us even get founded. So I was super excited. I've been waiting for this one so we can explore more on the church side of things. So really excited to have you today. What are some of the ways, I mean, obviously, like you said, locally and, you know, on a bigger scale as well, but what are some of the ways that Prairie Lakes is involved with the local community here? Yeah, so we have um, multiple partnerships with organizations. We define a partner as a like-minded organization that's making a difference in the community that our people can come alongside them and be a blessing as well. We partner with several different organizations here in the Cedar Valley, and we have regular serving opportunities for our people to step in and serve alongside our partners. But also we encourage our people to serve outside above and beyond those monthly serving events as well. We also provide financial and prayer support. Oh, that's wonderful. That's awesome. Especially, and I I like the idea of that financial and prayer support as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all all need prayer in our life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can tell you that. That's for darn sure we all need prayer. Yeah, when you think about the church, Hillary, and, and thinking about the role, I guess, of the church in general, I think there's, you know, let's just be clear, there's a lot of confusion and mostly due to the the part of the imperfect people that are oftentimes attending church. But, you know, this concept of serving and, you know, why is that so important, do you think, in the church? And also, are we doing a good job of that? Yeah. So in Mark 12, Jesus actually says that the greatest commandment is to love our God Hmm. and to love our neighbor. And part of that is by serving each other. So it just makes sense that as we, um, as Christians, as the church, um, grow in our obedience and our love and our desire to 
be like Jesus, it just makes sense that that's part of who we are and what we do is serving each other and serving our community, whether that's across the street or around the world. You know, there's always room for improvement. And like I said, the desire is to be more and more like Jesus. So the goal is that you continue to take steps and serve more and more. Yeah. And you think about like missionaries, we think about missions. I think a lot of folks can immediately go global with that concept that, you know, third world countries or you go over on a short term mission trip or whatever. And yet I feel like there's so much need right in our Mm -hmm. own, you know, Mm -hmm. backyard. So how do you guys balance, you know, trying to to do all of that? Yeah. So like I said, we have three distinct areas of missions at Prairie Lakes, but they all flow underneath the same guiding principles. We walk alongside our partners and our missionaries who are doing the long term work. They're on the field in the trenches day in and day out. Um, So it's important for us to come alongside organizations like Habitat for Humanity because we can do so much uh, more and go so much further together. That's why partnership is so important. And we like to see our people to continue to take steps in serving, like I said, so that um, whether they're starting their missions journey by going on a short-term missions trip overseas, or if they're starting by serving in their community, that they're continuing to take those steps to serve more and more. Why, why is community involvement so important? From a church's standpoint, you know, what, what is so big about that? Why is it a big deal? It's so important because we're supposed to serve our neighbors. That's, mm. that's what Jesus said. That's just Um, who we are as Christians um, to serve and to love others. That's one thing that, you know, you're always seeing things change in our world and in society and and, in behaviors, you know, have you seen through the church uh, from your perspective, or you've been doing this for two decades, you know, have you seen people change in their either desire or the ways that they want to serve? Yeah, absolutely. My view of missions really changed when I read a book called When Helping Hurts, How to Alleviate poverty without hurting the poor and yourself. It really describes a holistic approach, an assets-based community development approach to missions and the importance of working with partnerships and organizations versus going alone because you can go so much further together. One of those underlying principles in the book is really this idea of understanding our mutual brokenness. So the idea that each one of us is broken, it just looks different. Mm -hmm. So I may be experiencing relational poverty or brokenness, and others may be experiencing spiritual or material poverty. But when we look at poverty from a really holistic biblical view, meaning the absence of well-being in all of its ways, it's really clear to see that the answer to that brokenness is Jesus. And when we're serving alongside those who are experiencing material poverty and we have our own poverty and we serve from that understanding, it's easy to serve side by side. Mm. It takes away that giver receiver mentality so that you really understand we're both giving and receiving. That's cool. That is. Let me ask you this from the other side of the aspect. What is it like if you have ever or should you ever encounter 
what is it like working with someone or a, a group or a, a situation? And you know, you're I mean, you're a church, so Jesus is obviously in the forefront. But what happens when you encounter someone and Jesus is not in their forefront? What does that look like? Yeah. So our goal is to be Jesus with skin on, loving them as they are. Prairie Lakes Church is what's called a no matter church, mm-hmm. and what that means is no matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done or what's been done to you, God loves you, and you can look for God at Prairie Lakes. Um, And so we encourage our people to be no matter followers, which means that we're embodying that to those around us. We call it our little Iowa, or our (laughs) sphere of influence, the people that are around us as we work, play, and live. Um, So making sure that we are Jesus with skin, the hands and feet of Jesus, loving our neighbor, no matter where they're at. That's awesome. And and I think that's so, it's, it kind of speaks really to, in my opinion, why Habitat and Prairie Lakes Church are such great partners, or Iowa Heartland Habitat and Prairie Lakes, because there's so much foundationally that we are aligned with and, and believe, you know, similar things and, and the same things. Can you talk about that from a church perspective? I mean, from our perspective, it's, like I said, it's foundational, but how about from yours? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our partnership between Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity and Prairie Lakes Church Honestly, it just makes sense. Some of our values within missions at Prairie Lakes Church um, are really focused on the holistic poverty alleviation, which, like I said, align perfectly with Habitat for Humanity and your vision and your mission. So we value building authentic relationships, reflecting Jesus, and understanding our mutual brokenness, removing that giver-receiver mentality, empowering others, coming alongside, and doing with rather than doing for, maintaining and preserving the dignity of others, understanding that we're all created in God's image with worth, strength, and abilities, Mm -hmm. and that transformation is the most important, that we continue to take steps to become more like Jesus. And so to see our organizations working hand in hand um, is just such an honor to be on the sidelines and and walking right alongside you guys to see the work that's being done in the Cedar Valley. Absolutely. And it's it's a joy for us as well. And um, just a relief, I think, to be able to have partners like yours and you know just know that we're in this together you know and that you really understand because all the things that you said you know from when helping hurts to holistic asset-based development all of that I mean we we talk about that all the time it's foundational right now to who we are and what we do but but even beyond that you know from the early beginnings at Koinonia of Habitat for Humanity International this concept of you know working and doing this thing this whole idea of even the definition of the word Koinonia means community and this idea that we're in this together that's that's the whole concept of partnership housing that came out of Koinonia that became Habitat for Humanity International. It was centered around partnership and um, the CEO of Habitat International, Jonathan Reckford, always says, you know, God is our center, not our border. Mm. And I've said that before on this podcast, but it really resonates still all, all this time is is this idea that, yes, we can be Christian based, we can be foundational, the Christian, and yet, you know, we're here for everybody. And this idea that we'll walk alongside everyone, no matter where they are, we'll meet them where they are, um, is so key. I love that. Yeah, in this conversation, I was, I was over here scribbling because I was trying to write this down. Hillary, you quoted a, a verse earlier, and then when you said that, I, a verse popped into my head, and it's from uh, Micah, 
chapter 6, verse 8, and uh, there's a pastor in our community that this is always part of his benediction, and I, and I love hearing it. It's, God has shown you what is good, so what more does the Lord require than to do justice, love mercifully, and walk humbly with our God. Mm-hmm. And the, the, just listening to, to you and the mission and even just the partnership with Ali, that just was sitting on my mm-hmm. spirit this whole time because mm-hmm. it just both organizations are embodying those three things so wonderfully. And, th- and that's just the goal is we're, we're, we're just trying to do justice, love, and, and, and walk humbly with our God. And I, 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 Hillary, I thank you. I really do. Allie already knows I thank her. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to give her any more props than I already do. No, please don't. I thank Hillary as well. <laughs> we are so, so blessed by the partnership. Absolutely. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Cornelius, the missions coordinator at Prairie Lake Church. Thank you so much. Stop back again sometime. Thank you. Bring chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> and Alice, thanks, Hillary. <laughs> Well, and our next guest that we are welcoming to the podcast to continue on this conversation of, you know, church partnerships and just how wonderful they are in the community. Uh, I have a great pleasure to introduce uh, from Orchard Hill Church, the wonderful Chris Hoskinson. Oh, I, I felt like I was going to like butcher that. Oh <laughs> you were really God. worried you about that. I was. Like, I was over here like, Hoskinson. Hoskinson. You did it. You did great. Thank you. Thank you. Great she, job. She's such a trooper. She is. Uh, but you you have been at Orchard Hill Church for 17 years. Yeah. Started uh, when you were one. Yes. I was just going to say, 17 years makes me sound like I might be up, getting up there uh, in the years. Know, but we know that's not true. No. Yes. She just turned 18, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so she is excited to vote this yes. year. Yes. No, no. Yep. We are so happy to have you here. Uh, Chris, first off, just kind of give us a little bit of a, a rundown on Orchard Hill and you know, the mission and everything yeah. about the church. Oh, man. Well, where to start? Uh, yeah, right? that's, a, that's a pretty broad let's question. Let's start in 1885. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice uh, question. <laughs> I agree. I agree. No, I, we've been, you know, I feel like I can speak to the years that I've been able to be a part of Orchard. I came here as a college kid and then, you know, jumped on after college on staff. Um, as a youth director for a number of years and then really with a chance to part work with our international and local partnerships and that has just been honestly one of the best things I get to do in my life is like I love to see just the cool work that is happening um, both you know around the world but then also just locally and so I feel like that's been one of the things that um, I've watched Orchard over the years really join with Um, you know I think a lot of times we can enter in a, in the church world. We can enter in with like, we have the answers. We're going to bring something. And I've seen really a shift of mindset and heart. And I've had a lot of my own shifts in mindset and heart of just that. How do we partner alongside? How do we work with versus us bringing, bringing something, you know? And so I think it's alongside of thing that has been a huge part for me to see kind of the mindset of how we want to partner. That's awesome. Common theme, uh, partnering with and walking alongside. Yeah, it's a common mm-hmm. theme that we're hearing. Yeah, and I think there's such a distinction there, you know, as we've talked about too in the past, um, possibly even with Laura when she was here, but um, just this idea of that with what that actually means in action is, is you know, in, in a lot of respects, it's not just sending the check either. It's, you know, yes. bringing out the teams and kind of helping. But then it's also it's also investing in other ways, you know, in the in the people that actually live there. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, I think one of the things is relationships. 
that's been our key theme, I would say, has been relationships and just knowing people, right? And so whether it's in our international partnerships that we have or locally, um, it's about connecting in relationship because you partner with people versus organizations. Mm-hmm. Speak to a little bit more of that. What do, you, what do you mean by that? You partner with people more than organizations? I, I mean, honestly, that's the way most of our partnerships have formed has been through relationship. We can believe in the organization. We can say, wow, they're doing great things. But it's so much about the people who are doing the work, who are in the midst of the relationships. So that's where I have seen, you know, in our focused partnerships, both globally and locally, it's been the relationships. And so even for me, you know, I've watched that with Habitat. Part of it was grew so much out of Allie, your relationship with Laura Hoy, Mm -hmm. you know, and honestly, that was a huge part of what's connected us even more to Habitat. I think we've been connected to Habitat over the years, but I feel like that, you know, and that I've gotten to kind of like come along and get to know you more and sit in some spaces with you. And I feel like that, that starts to build that connection and you go, okay, we want to go alongside because we're on, you know, we're on this mission together. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember it certainly has been instrumental, that relationship piece and us just diving in once invited kind of into that neighborhood revitalization idea in the first place. But to even get to the point of the invitation, it did start with relationship where I knew about Laura. Laura had heard something about me. We knew a little bit about each other and we thought, let's just meet for coffee and just learn. And so we did that for a while before any of the more tangible things started to happen on certainly on the housing piece in the Walnut neighborhood in particular. So, well, don't you think how much it makes a difference when, you know, you can have lots of great ideas for a community, but if you're actually, you don't live in the community or don't have relationships in the community, your ideas don't actually matter. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like that's been a huge learning for me over the years and watching that that's something we want for our church. I think we're never, we've never arrived because it's always a growth spot and it's always something that we have to keep trying to continuously say, continuously learn, continuously grow in those areas. But mm-hmm. how do we come alongside? It's awesome. Yeah, no, that, that is really awesome. Let me ask you, you this, Chris, with the members of your church and their just volunteerism, where do you see, I don't even know how I want to formulate the question really, but where do you see a lot of their energy placed throughout the community? I mean, is, it, is there a specific type of organization or a relationship that you guys look to foster or is it you're really just here to help whomever, whenever, whatever? I mean, what, mm-hmm. what, what's kind of the, the, the focus? If there is one. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the word focus is kind of funny that you brought that up because I would say, you know, as you look at our community, there's a ton of great people doing great work in different organizations. And there's a lot of ways, you know, and I think there's individuals in our church who are focused in lots of different ways. Mm -hmm. However, as a as a church body, we've kind of realized that, you know, having influence and impact often happens when there's a little more focus because a lot of times our resources can be so scattered. And so that's been a cool part over the years is relationships in our two international partners who are Food for the Hungry in Mozambique and Africa and um, in Haiti with UCI, um, United Christians International. And so that's been relationships over the years that have been built between people and connecting our organizations. And then locally, a lot of our relationship focus has been in a specific neighborhood. And part of that grew out of a relationship, Laura Hoy, that had built originally with people in the Walnut neighborhood specific to Harvest Vineyard Church. And then really then through that, there's been different connections. And so Youth Art Team and Tripire, two of our others with Habit- in Habitat for Humanity. And then Love Inc. I mean, there's a few others that we're specifically connecting with. There's others that we're cheering on. But mm-hmm. I would say, you know, really focused has been 
in a neighborhood specifically. And so just figuring out how to be a partner in that kind of way. And that that's, you know, and then you add COVID, a couple mm-hmm. years of weird, you know, just weird oh, life, right? God, and so then, even, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just figuring that out. Now moving forward, like how do how does that look? It's awesome that you bring that up too in the sense that I think there's a, probably still a lot of folks out there that don't understand just how foundational Orchard Hill Church really was and is to the great, great effort that we've seen really take off in Walnut. And I think why? Why would a church from Cedar Falls get involved in a neighborhood in Waterloo? And I would like to explore that a little bit in the sense of why did Orchard do that? Or why did they find that was value? And then what also maybe the flip side, what what are you learning or maybe what have you learned about how that's also difficult? Well, I think part of it started with some of the learning that Laura Hoy was doing. Mm-hmm. And she brought a lot of us alongside. Mm-hmm. And in Christian Community Development Association, CCDA is has been really influential, I would say, on our our view and understanding of how how does kind of a big white suburban church mm-hmm. partner in you know and and I think there's obviously there's all kinds of dynamics to be considered in that and you know and so there's there's so many pieces to dive into but I think part of it was seeing the holistic view seeing people as it's not just about one thing but there's a holistic view of people the idea that there's a development lens where it's not just putting a band-aid on something but how do how do people, you know, really, I think about development is like something every time I think of Habitat for Humanity, I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. you guys, that is a huge key part of what your focus is. But then also, I think it's, again, that seeing communities, seeing their assets versus their weaknesses and realizing that the people that live in a specific community and an area of a community, they're the best experts on their community. They're the best experts on what their needs are, what their struggles are, what their assets are. And so I think that's where it's been a shift for us over the years. And it's mm-hmm. still a hard shift, right? Because mm-hmm. we still can enter in sometimes with thinking we've got it. Mm-hmm. We've got something. We got something everyone wants. Yeah. You know? And I think there's a there's a both in there. Like I think I have something to offer. I think you have something to offer. I think, you know, each one of us have something to offer. So how do we mutually see one another and recognize our need for each other? Would you say um, the the same thought process and philosophy is extended? Because earlier you talked about some of your international connections, uh, Mozambique and Africa and then in Haiti. Is that same philosophy extended to your international intentions as well? Or Oh, yes, absolutely. I would say that's been a huge part of seeing the work that the organizations and the partners that we have on the ground in Mozambique and in Haiti. You know, it's all of those things, a very holistic view of people, of development. One of the beautiful things of our partners in Haiti is that they're employing 200 300 Haitian staff on the on the grounds of the university. All the work that they're doing, they're really working hard to have it be Haitians versus an American coming in. Our goal is to be a support, a cheerleader, a partner in the work that they're doing mm-hmm. um, as the people mm-hmm. who live there. And so I think that key thing is a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, when we get a chance to go to Haiti or get a chance to go to Mozambique, we're encouraged. We hopefully can bring encouragement in the sense of like, we see you, we see the work you're doing, we're cheering you on, you know, we believe in you. And just, we all need, I don't know about you guys, but I need a cheerleader in my life. You yeah. know, it feels like so good to just have people who are just saying, we see you and 
keep on. And so I think that's what we're trying to do. I'm yeah. Allie's cheerleader. <laughs> I'm yours too. Good. I love that. We all need that we in do. our lives. But so. but truly too, you're also talking about, we've heard Mindy talk about that with John Deere on, on our podcast, but just this idea that who the expert actually is mm. in, in the mm-hmm. issue, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. a lot of times I think that's where we run into trouble is where people with resources sometimes feel mm-hmm. like just because somebody else doesn't have resources that now I'm smarter, I'm better. I'm what I because I have resources I know more and that's the biggest misstep I think that that people can make but that's what I see you guys doing so well through CCDA principles or just what you guys philosophically have done in the church and what we're seeing more partners start to do is shift that and be like no we aren't the expert in that thing that you're dealing with we don't know what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis you're the expert of your of your life of your community what have you let's just invest in the good that you're doing and help it grow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, it's come alongside. Yes. How do we come alongside? And again, I'm not saying we've got this figured out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not saying that we're doing it great. You know, we we have work to do and it's a constant learning process because our natural bent is to, I think, come to feel like we're, we're a little bit of the ones who have something to offer, yes. especially when you're talking material resources or in that kind of sense. I think for me though, one of the turns has been of realizing that I get this chance if we want to bring it to like a faith Mm -hmm. thing I think that I get to see more of the fullness of God when I see other people and you know see the world alongside of them and so that's been a huge part where I think we're trying to say that and trying to share that in our church too is like we actually are missing out when we just stay in our little our little spot in the world right and we don't recognize that there's all kinds of amazing people in the world that we want to be able to understand and know that you know there's lots of different ways to relating and understanding God absolutely amen amen Chris before we let you go why habitat why why habitat (laughs) I love it I had like an aha moment like a couple years ago, which uh, of course, you know, relationships, there was Orchard was moving Mm -hmm. in relationships with you and with Habitat. But I personally had like a Mm -hmm. moment when I was sitting at a breakfast one morning, I went to, you know, it was a couple years back and just hearing and being reminded of the work that you're doing in such a holistic way, seeing the fact that even as a volunteer, you know, working on a Saturday morning and working with the woman next to me who is working her butt off Mm -hmm. to get to have her own home for her family and finding out that, man, we're so much similar in our lives. Like we're both caring a lot about our kids and the things that are going on, the problems we're dealing with, the challenges, the good. And, you know, we're both going to basketball games as soon as we get done serving that day. But you know what? She's serving because she's working her butt off so she can get her house. Mm-hmm. And I just had, you know, so that moment and hearing the stories and it's just like, oh, my goodness, I will give my money and my time. And this is Habitat is doing good work. I feel like the fact that you guys do the financial classes for your for people who are get you know getting a house mm-hmm. is incredible. I think every person who buys a house in the world should have to do those yes, classes. Like, know. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> yeah. it's like that's a huge win. I, mm-hmm. I there's so many things that I see, and I've loved the work Walnut Neighborhood. You know, just seeing that you're thinking about how do we come alongside how it's a lot of those principles again how do we listen to the neighborhood versus just bringing in our ideas of what's best Mm -hmm. but yet you're bringing resources that people are asking for right Mm -hmm. or saying hey this would be a good thing yes and so you're saying hey we're going to focus our efforts here and Mm -hmm. that just makes me excited to be a part of that yeah we've been blessed by it in so many ways wonderful chris 
Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, it's so nice it's to have you. It's nice when we get like a third party in here, yeah. and you know, they can see how Allie and Nora treat me. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's a, that's a that's a conversation. Feel kind of sorry us. for you. Thank you. See, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not lying. Right? But no, uh, in all seriousness, Chris, thank you so much, and thank you for everything that Orchard Hill does in our community and internationally as well. Yes. Yeah, those that, those are big under, undertakings, so we well, appreciate thanks, it. Thanks to have for you know just the way you guys cheer us on and help us to be a partner because that's just been such a it's been a mutual thing absolutely so. has yes thank Wonderful. you ladies and gentlemen chris hoskinson you right? got it hoskinson? <laughs> you i did don't know it. why yeah. i keep struggling oh my Good gosh. Work. you wow. did it thanks chris we had some great guests. Yeah. I love that. I love the church episode. The church episode is nice. I, I mean, it's also the first time we've done it, so. I know. I just liked it. <laughs> you just, you, said, you just, said it as if, like, this is, like, the 18th season. I just meant I liked it. <laughs> I, I felt like we're, like, on a, like, some, like, PBS special. Like, I like the church episode. I like the church, like, the annual church yeah, episode. Exactly. No, I just meant the one we just did. No, no, no. It was, it, 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 that was a great episode of it. That's yeah. it. It is nice just to to uh, highlight that partnership yeah. and all the great work that people are doing. And so. it's foundational to who we are and, and one, how we got here. So 100%. It's cool. I think sometimes, I don't want to say people forget that, but yeah. I think sometimes people lose sight of that. Yeah. So it's always nice to kind of bring them back to the yeah. forefront. Yeah. And we're very proud of it. So. Well, I, yes, we are. Yeah. You know what else we're proud of? What? We're proud of trivia. All right. And we're proud of Nora all the time. Okay, calm down. <laughs> we're going a little too far, aren't we? Okay, so I struggled with trying to figure out a trivia for that episode. I figured I could go really hard and talk about a specific Bible verse. Or, I do have a Bible right know, here, and I will But I, I thought I would go a little easier on okay. you guys. Okay. So I want to know if you can tell me how many words there are in the Bible. All right, let me start counting. Right. What? That's not easy. You should have pulled out a verse for Pete's sake. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Jesus did speak a lot. Oh, man. It's not as much as you, but... (laughs) My mother somewhere just fell on the floor dying laughing. Because this, that is what she's been saying for years. She's like, God didn't even speak this much. Came out the womb. Just a flapping really, of the gums. I really did. Okay, I have not even a clue. It's going to be another 100,000 square foot situation it with really me. Is. Okay. Like, I don't even have a clue. Now, which version of the Bible? Because, you know, different translations. You King always James, do this. I mean, it is a fair point, Allie. <laughs> Um, like, I mean, there's a lot of translations of this. Bible. I I don't even have like a ballpark, so I'm just gonna completely embarrass myself and go with. I'm gonna go with three point four million. What what is this? Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica? It's the Bible, it's Allie. A big book. Yeah. Look at you. Three point four million. Yes. Okay. Oh. And I'm 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 going with the study version. <laughs> extra words. I don't know. Three point four million. Okay. That's the number. Well, this one has footnotes and maps. So. <laughs> this one's the English Standard Version that I'm counting. Hold on. I'm I just got to Genesis, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. Answer now. <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> I have 
two answers in my head, but someone's husband pulled me aside and told me that I cannot give. What did he say? I can't do ranges. Ranges. Yes. That's my husband. Thank you. Yes. So love you because uh, a certain husband that will remain nameless, Nathaniel, uh, told me I can't give ranges. I'm just gonna meet myself halfway. Yep. And I'm gonna say fifty thousand. Fifty thousand or three point four million. We are we are worlds apart, my friend. We really are. <laughs> okay. Well, just to say first, I think we don't thank CC Podcasts enough. And if you want to hear from Nathaniel, he has been on CC Podcast, so give them a little listen. But there are seven hundred and seventy-three thousand six hundred and ninety-two. I was closest. Okay, I think you were closest. I was closest. You were closest. And I didn't go over. <laughs> da da da. Da 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 da. Well, that's the same with you theme song. Sorry. <laughs> but at least the the. I think I I won in the sense of I gave it a big number. <laughs> Yours was like a puny number. How was that a puny number? <laughs> I was being very generous. I said 50,000, uh, which probably is like, you know, Old Testament, uh, but still. <laughs> it's probably like Genesis. <laughs> Actually, that's fair. Genesis. <laughs> that or Exodus. Yeah. Revelations has a deal. I mean, okay. there's a lot going on. All right. 3.4 million, though, Allie. Neither one of us were close. But you said 3.4. <laughs> million. I don't know. Like, that's like eight Bibles. I know. And probably like, I don't know, maybe the pamphlet. I mean, I just go big or go home. That's what I do. You got that part right. <laughs> you got that part right, ladies and gentlemen. And with that being said, we too are gonna go home. Okay. Because I think it's probably best okay. that we do. But I want to give another big shout out to our guests today. Uh, Hillary and Chris, thank you so very much for everything that you do. I want to thank all of you for joining us for this edition of Bringing Down the House. I am Jacqueline Madison. She is Allie Parrish, and we will see you right back here next time at the same place you found us. Take care, everyone.